even just as far as like my career like I have learned how to channel my energy and manifest and make more money and I've gotten raises and you know Luke and I now own a house and with our kids and I mean like we had piles of debt piles and piles of debt a year ago and now we are debt free and doing a full house renovation where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the queen of your castle. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Queen of Your Castle podcast. I am your host, Brittany Lynch, and I am just beside myself with excitement because we have a really cool story for you on the podcast today. And more than just a story, we are highlighting some really incredible transformations that some stepmoms who have been really privileged and honored to work with over the last while inside of the stepmom story have had. You know, it's one thing for me to talk about the stepmom story and then the impact that this has in people's lives. And it's another to actually hear from somebody who is just like you, who has been in your shoes, who knows what it feels like, has been down in the trenches of stepmotherhood and felt like life was hopeless, life was helpless, life was dark. And on the show today, we have Sarah Gale, who is an amazing young woman who in the last year of being a part of our Stepmom Story community has grown leaps and bounds. And the person that she is today, we were just talking before we started recording, the person that she is today compared to where she was a year ago is like, it's hard to even recognize her, you know, like she's glowing, she's happy. Her life is so amazing. And it's just so humbling and beautiful and amazing to see. So I asked Sarah to come on the show today to speak to you listeners as if you are listening to somebody having coffee, who's a stepmom, who gets it. And she was gracious enough to come on here and want to share her story with us and let you know how great being a stepmom actually can be, whether or not you believe that. So Sarah, thank you so, so, so much for being on the show today. Why don't you go ahead and let our listeners know who are you, where are you from, who's in your step family, who is who is Sarah Gale? Hi, Brittany. Thanks for having me. Um, okay, so my name is Sarah, and I work as a cost analyst right now. Um, I live in Ontario with my partner Luke and I have two stepkids. So my stepson is eight and my stepdaughter is five. Um, yeah, it's been, it's 
been a ride to say the least, especially the last year. Yeah. So tell us, you know, I, I always, I always chuckle when I first meet a new stepmom because it's like, and I was in this boat too, you know, when I fell in love with Seamus, I had this vision in my mind about what my life was going to look like with him. You know, I thought that me and his ex-wife were going to be besties and like have coffee every weekend. I thought that me and his son were just going to click right away. I had this fantasy, this like happily ever after fairy tale fantasy that I thought life was going to be like when, when I met him um, and when we fell in love and when things got serious. But as most of you listening know, that's not the way that it goes. The way we, the picture we have in our minds and the way things actually turn out to be usually are not the same. So when you met your partner, you know, what was kind of this vision that you had about what we, your life was going to look like and how did it actually end up turning out well um yeah I definitely had this perfect picture in my head so Luke and I had been dating for a year before I met the kids and so I mean during that year like I was he was telling me about them and I'm getting to know their little personalities just from the background and so I thought I had it all in the bag I'm like oh I know everything there is to know about these kids like it's gonna be great I'm gonna be the best stepmom like I'm great with kids um you know like you picture like the fun activities like movie nights where you're all snuggled up on the couch and like Disneyland trips and camping trips and like you know the perfect picture but in reality it just it wasn't the case it honestly it felt like the wild wild west like it was pure chaos. It was hard, like walking in to a group, I guess, of the three of them that already had this special bond. Like I was expecting the kids to embrace me when in reality, I'm like this strange woman, mm-hmm. you know, and I guess I never took that into account what it would be like from their perspective. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you mean when you say it was like the wild, wild west. Like, what does that mean to you? What does that look like? Paint us a picture. Wild, wild west, as in like tantrums and like the talking back, you know? And um, I mean, it was new for Luke too. So I feel like we both were blind to what was going on because he had an expectation too. And so having the kids have, I don't want to say a negative reaction, but a pretty normal reaction of like, what the heck is going on? Um, We just weren't prepared. So it was like, um, do you want to watch a movie with us? And I would get like a no, or I would get like scooted off the couch by one of the kids or um, I've had doors slammed in my face. Like it was pretty much the, the complete opposite of everything I would have thought. Mm-hmm. That sounds like it would be super hard and super isolating and super rejecting. And I think a lot of us stepmoms have a very similar experience where we just think that this bond with our partner's kids is is going to be easy. And there's unfortunately this myth that circles around the internet that you know, when you marry your partner or you fall in love with your partner, you fall in love with their kids by default. And I think that that's a really harmful and a really damaging um, lie that gets circulated around because it creates this expectation 
for stepmoms and for our partners and for the kids. And the fact of the matter is that when stepmoms enter into a stepfamily relationship, they aren't just building a relationship with their partner. Like you said, you were this strange woman with young kids who both of you, both you and your partner were probably expecting, like you said, just to latch on and click and here we go to Disney, right? Um, and so, you know, if, if you're listening right now and you're kind of struggling with this, with this guilt or this shame or this like insecurity about how quickly your relationships have been forming with your stepkids, I want to invite you to like release yourself from that expectation, that really harmful, really damaging, really negative expectation that some Sally on the internet said that you have to be with your stepkids. Because if that is you who does click with your stepkids right off the hop, that's awesome. You know, that's amazing. But that's the exception to the rule. That's not the rule. You know, the rule is that we come into this wild, wild west where we think, right, like I'm great with kids. I'm so good with kids. I love kids. I'm going to be awesome. And then, and then reality sets in. So tell me, take us forward now. So you've, you've met the kids. Um, we've got expectations that are not being met on everybody's ends. You're trying to figure out like how to be basically an overnight parent, right? Somebody who didn't have kids, biological kids before you got into this relationship, what that was actually like to enter into this parenting role. You know, what was that, what was that like for you? What was that like for Sarah as this new stepmom who basically got like thrown into the deep end, into this parenting role, into this dynamic, into all, all of this uncharted territory? What was that like for you? It was really isolating. Um, you know, like I went from having a full year of Luke's undivided attention to now having to share it with two other people. And so I feel like I had like a ton of jealousy, which then like spiraled into like fire after fire that he was constantly having to put out. Like I didn't have boundaries. And then I was like drinking way too much. And I had this horrible attitude of like, poor me and feeling sorry for myself. And every tiny little hiccup felt like a personal attack. And then I was like super hung up on like the kids being the problem because we had this great relationship before they came into the picture and now they're in it. And so it was really easy to just go ahead and blame the kids. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it was, it was tough. And, and I think the hardest part was not being prepared for that. Like you said, everywhere on the internet you see is like, oh, you, you're going to love you love your, his kids the way you love him. And, and I think that's what puts this unreal expectation. And so then you're not feeling that. And, and so you're feeling lonely. And so I'm like scouring the internet for anything to relate to. And, you know, like reading book after book after book that are not helpful. Um, and just making the situation worse. Mm hmm. It sounds like you got yourself into like a pretty, not got yourself. It sounds like you found yourself in a pretty like desperate, lonely 
helpless place. You know, I, I remember that feeling very, very well. I, every time I see my bathtub, I'm like taken back to that time where I also was in the bathtub, chugging wine, scouring the internet, reading book after book after book for stepmom, looking for something that was going to give me hope, but nothing that I found hardly, I will say there were a few good things, but hardly anything that I found really gave me any hope for the future. It kind of felt like the message I was getting all of the time was just like, you knew what you were getting yourself into when you fell in love with your partner. You signed up for this. Suck it up, buttercup. This is the way life is now. So like put your big girl panties on and and deal with it. And that's a, it's a horrible place to be. It's a very lonely place to be. I want to ask you, you know, there's there's something I call I call like the TSN turning point um, in most stepmoms journeys. And that TSN turning point is basically when we get ourselves to the place, like for those of you listening, if you have heard my story before, you know that there was a time in my life that I screamed in my husband's face that I wanted a divorce and everything changed after that. Right. But there comes a point, I think a lot in a lot of our lives where we, we get to this TSN turning point where we're either like, something's got to change because I can't do this forever. So either I have to leave or something has to change like drastically. And right now I want to ask you, did you have that TSN turning point moment where you were like, I can't go on like this. If you did, what was that like for you? Yeah. I remember that my turning point, like so vividly, um, the kids were at the house and they were getting ready and they, they were all going out to Dairy Queen to get ice cream. And you know, the house was a mess and I'm in a rage and there's crumbs on the floor and juice rings on the table. And I'm like, how can you guys live like this? And, and I'm picking a fight with Luke and he was like, Oh, Paris, like, just let it go. Like get in the car. Like, we're going to go get ice cream. Like just leave it all behind. And I just like flipped. Like I went into my closet and just like grabbed all of the stuff in my closet and threw it on the bed and was like, I'm not doing this. You don't listen to me. No one in this house appreciates me. And he was like, okay, whatever, do whatever you got to do. I'm going to get ice cream with my kids. So he left and I'm sitting in the house and I'm crying and I'm like, nobody loves me. Like, you know, playing my poor me card and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at my clothes and I'm like, is this really what I want to do right now? Like I'm acting like a child myself. Like, and, and so it just hit me like either like, this is the moment, like, like follow through, pick up your stuff and put it in the car or put on your big girl pants and get up and figure it out. And so that's what I did. Mm. What a moment. Like I have, I have goosebumps thinking about it because you can just see like the crossroads so clearly, right? Like pack your shit and get in the car or don't but got to get off the fence. Right. And I wonder if, if this relates to, or if you relate with this, but for a long time, I kind of lived in this really ugly, like limbo with like one foot in the door and one foot out the door. Like, am I staying? Am I going? Am I staying? Am I going? I wasn't committed to either. And it was really like purgatory. I call it purgatory because it was like, I wasn't living a life in that state. You know, I hadn't decided to stay. I was always thinking about leaving, but I wasn't ready to leave. And so that, you know, that TSN turning point, as uncomfortable as it is, it's really kind of like that shit or get off the pot moment. And, and I don't love that for you, that you had that experience or had to get to that place where 
<laughs> where you're looking at your clothes on your bed being like, what is this? What did I do? Right. What am I doing? Who am I? What's going on? What am I going to do? But also, you know, that moment really serves to catapult us into like, am I committing to being a stepmom and figuring it out? Or am I committing to a different life? And neither of those has to be better than the other. Neither, neither of those is right or wrong. The point, I guess, with this TSN turning point is just being able to allow yourself to make the decision that's right for you and best for you. And you decided, you know, I'm not ready to give up on this relationship. I'm going to figure this out take us on that journey. What did you begin to do? Because you'd already read all the books and the blogs and the forums and the Facebook groups, and you had done all of those things. So how, what did you do differently to find something that ended up working for you? So, you know what, honestly, I can't explain it. It's like everything just aligned in the universe for me. So Okay, so I put, I was part of this, you know, you know, the Facebook groups, the, the stepmommy Facebook groups. So I'm sitting in my bed and I just had this meltdown. And so I post in this Facebook group and I'm venting and I'm doing the whole poor me. And this lady comments on my post and it was a link to your blog. And the mm. blog was um, five things I, I wish my husband knew. And that blog was like my lifesaver. Like I, la- I read that blog over and over probably a hundred times and was like, who is this woman? This is everything I'm thinking. What is this? And that blog alone changed my life because from there I found your podcast listen to all your podcasts and then messaged you on wait, Instagram. This, wait, this podcast? This, wait, podcast, this podcast, this very podcast. This very podcast? <laughs> you were listening to it and now here you are being a guest <laughs> on the show? This podcast? <laughs> Blind. <laughs> this podcast? <laughs> yeah. So then, I mean, we started chatting and it was just like everything started to align and fall into place exactly how it should be. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny the way the universe works? You've had some really cool manifesting stories since since we've started um, working together. But um, listeners, as you know, Sarah is a part of our stepmom story community. So that was her next step after after finding the blog and binging all of the podcast episodes that she is now speaking on. Isn't that amazing, Sarah? So she joined the stepmom story, and you know, I I love my clients so very much and I get to know them on such a very deep level. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that Sarah has grown so, 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 so much from joining the stepmom story. You know, she was really sad, but also ready when I met her, she was really ready and eager to make a change. And from my interpretation, from what I saw, she really threw herself into Uh, she threw herself into the program like cannonballed into it It was like okay I'm here for it I'm doing it I'm I'm doing it and within less than a year like it's it's outrageous what's what's changed for her um in her life so why don't you go ahead and kind of give us a give us an idea of this absolutely incredible transformation that you've had all of these really amazing 
manifestations that you've had because you've been able to get yourself out of these like really yucky states and into really good alignment for a long time for really cool things for you to happen for you. So who is Sarah now? Who is Sarah one year later? Yeah, it's crazy how far um, I, I've come. Like looking back, I don't even recognize myself. But I really just dove in and just buried myself in the story and like studied it and grasped on to everything that every piece of information that could help me. And now, I mean, I, I can't even remember the last time I had a complaint about my stepkids. I mean, they're kids. We all get driven crazy by kids. So I, I'm not going to lie and say they don't drive me nuts sometimes, but besides the point, I mean, I now have the tools to deal with that. Um, especially like trigger wise. And I think that was like my biggest takeaway from doing the story was being able to like handle these triggers and work through these triggers. And now, I mean, I see a trigger as a really positive thing because it lets me take a deeper look into myself. So So what sorts of things like would have triggered you in the past and sent you kind of into a, into a really dark spiral that now you're just like, no, all right, no biggie. Yeah. A big one used to be, um, mealtime. And I think this is a pretty popular one with a lot of step moms is, you know, like I slaved over the stove making you dinner and you won't even eat it. And that I remember coming into the story with this exact example and being like, what the hell? Why won't these kids listen to me? And do they know how much I do for them? And I cook them meals and they won't even eat it. And you know what? Who gives a shit if they don't eat the freaking pizza? You know? What kind of kid doesn't like cauliflower pizza crusts? What kind of kid? <laughs> what kind of kid doesn't like cauliflower pizza crusts? Go figure. They're going to die of scurvy. <laughs> Yes, right? I, we all, I understand intimately the, the mealtime trigger. And it was so hard, but it was also, I think my very first light bulb I ever had in the story was working through that trigger with you. And I'm, I'm going back and forth and I'm so fired up. Like, I'm like so mad. I'm like, you know what? She even got to pick the meal and she won't even eat it. What a slap in the face to me. Like, who does she think she is? This little child. And then like finally getting to the point where it's like, who gives a shit if she doesn't eat the pizza? Like, why am I letting this control my night and ruin my night? Like, it's just, she's not going to die. She's still eats vegetables. She still eats. It's not like she's going to wither away into nothing. And like making that realization and then applying it to all of these other triggers made a world of difference like just just latching on to stupid things that just don't really matter in the grand scheme of things and in the moment though you know in the moment they're not they're not stupid you know in the moment that's that's very real I can remember like I would get to the point where I'd be like shaking sometimes because I'd be so triggered by things that that either behaviors or mannerisms or mealtimes or whatever with with my stepson or his mom or whatever I would be literally so triggered that I would be vibrating like vibrating Mm -hmm. And in the moment, you know, like a kid not eating pizza, 
yes, now is not a big deal, but in the moment, you know, those triggers are really, really triggering. Those triggers are really, really intense. I wonder if you're comfortable sharing with us, what did you realize kind of was like at the root of mealtime trigger for you? Like, how were you able to heal from that and release that trigger so that it no longer bothers you? So diving into that trigger specifically, um, it all related back to some inner child traumas that I had. So working through it, like I remember being four and sitting at the table and like, if I didn't eat my meal, like you're, you do not leave the table until you finish your meal. And I mean, I think a lot of people have gone through that as kids, you know, and it sticks with you and then you carry it forward and you apply the same rule to your kid. Like I had to do it. So why shouldn't they? And so I think acknowledging that and remembering what it was like to be that child being forced to sit there for three hours without meeting, eating your damn pizza was like life-changing, honestly. And it's not, it sounds so minor, but I mean, like, that's exactly where it stemmed from. It's like, if I had to do it, so should they, but that's a story. That's not true. Just because I had to do it doesn't mean they have to do it. So good. I remember you saying we had a guest listeners, if you're not aware, we had a guest that came into the stepmom story. Um, I mean, it's been a while now, but she specifically was, um, an inner child healer. She's actually been on the podcast before. If you want to search it up, her name is Amanda Becker. We do an interview with her, but she did come into the story and she did um, a really cool inner child uh, healing session with us. And I can remember, Sarah, you said that was like the piece that like clicked it all, like put it all together. That was the moment you were like, like everything changed. And, you know, I think that, I think a lot of people don't want to go there because it's like so painful right? Like going back to childhood is like super duper painful, but it's also super duper painful to be like so ruined by a four-year-old not eating their pizza. So like I always say, we get to choose our pain. We get to choose our hard, right? Like, do you want to avoid going back and taking a look? Do you want to avoid doing the work and keeping triggered by your current life? Or do you want to, you know, give your future a chance, give your present a chance, by doing a little bit of digging and, and feeling that stuff that we've never let ourselves feel. Yeah. The inner child healing session we did was like a pivotal moment for me mm-hmm. and has changed the way I look at every single trigger going forward. Mm-hmm. I've said this before, but you know, my, for me anyway, my, my stepson has been my, my biggest spiritual teacher, my biggest healer, because without him, I never would have been able to go back and heal all of the pain that I had, I carried forward from my childhood. So, you know, it's easy. We want to blame our stepkids. Like you said, it's easy to blame the kids. It's easy to blame them for the, our relationship problems and for being little buttholes, but kids are just dicks. Like that's just the way that they are. They're not being dicks to be assholes to us. They're just kids are just kids. right? And if you're offended by me saying kids are dicks, then they are (laughs) not sorry kids are dicks all of them including my own (laughs) (laughs) their brains are developed they're not developed anyway let's make let's carry on before 
I get myself in trouble here. Um, take us forward. You know, you, so you have gotten to this really cool place where now the kids are no longer super triggering for you. You've done some really amazing healing work. What else has changed in your life? Like you've had some huge changes. What else? Like, where are you? Where are you now? What has happened? I, my whole life has changed, honestly. Like one thing I always, always, always say is that even if I wasn't a stepmom, the story would have changed my life. Um, even just as far as like my career, like I have learned how to channel my energy and manifest and make more money and I've gotten raises and, you know, Luke and I now own a house and with our kids. And I mean, like, we had piles of debt, piles and piles of debt a year ago. And now we are debt free and doing a full house renovation. Um, Say what? <laughs> and how did that happen? How did that happen? My money story. <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. Piles of debt paid off, bought your first house together and you're doing a full house reno. Like life's good. Life's amazing. Something, you know, if you haven't already listened to to the podcast episode that I've put out about, I think it's called from resentful over alimony to manifesting six figures effortlessly. The point I think I'm, I'm, I'm assuming right now, the point I am assuming that Sarah is making right now is that when you allow yourself to let go of all of the heavy shit, when you allow yourself to stop hating kids or hating their other parent or hating your life, hating your circumstances, when you allow yourself to release that and heal from that, you change the way that you show up in the world. The way that you change, the way that you show up in the world changes. And, you know, when people come into the story, they think that they're coming in for step family support. But it's so much more than that. You know, are we as stepmothers, stepmothering is just one piece of, of who we are. And when we allow ourselves to heal from all of the stuff that's hurting us and open our eyes and remember that we're a whole entire person outside of that, everything changes. Like within a year, Sarah's paid off all of her debt, owns her house and is doing a house reno. Like how freaking cool. And all she did not all she did because she did a lot of hard work, but all she did was allow herself to heal, allow herself to feel better. You have one job and it's to feel good. And Sarah has allowed herself to feel good and everything has changed in her life as a result. If you were yourself a year ago, listening to yourself on this podcast now, what would you be thinking? I would be thinking, why not me? Why couldn't I have that too? You know, and I think that I, that has been my, my brain thought a lot now is I see something and I see people with something that's like admirable and it's like, oh, well, why not me? I could totally have that. And I think listening to myself now and where I am now and where I started, why not me too? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that we're all capable of really amazing, great things. We just have to believe it and chase it. 
mm-hmm. and do the work and it pays off. If you could send a message in a bottle to yourself a year ago, what would you say to yourself? What would you say to yourself a year ago? Stop playing a victim <laughs> in your own life. Like, take control. Mm. I feel like I just wasted so much time. And I mean, I'm, I try actually, no, I didn't waste time being a victim because obviously it was part of my journey and took me to where I am. But I mean, like the poor me, poor lonely stepmom story gets old fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think I would tell myself to like, Let's get by that a little quicker next time. (laughs) (laughs) But also super valuable, super important. Like I've said a million times, you know, we don't change until the pain of staying where we are is too great to stay there. So all important reasons we want to wish away our journey, but those pains are put our, those pains are highlighted for, for very important and, and very good reasons. So Sarah, is there anything else, any words of wisdom any advice, any little nuggets that you would like to share with our audience, any stories that you would like to tell, anything like that? Yeah. All, I mean, I think my biggest thing that I, I can say is that I feel so passionate about the story and, and the way that I see the story. It's, it's funny. I've been reading the Harry Potter books lately. So so to me, it's like it's like the magic mirror in the Harry Potter books that shows you yourself and your reflection having everything. And, and honestly, that's like the story because it makes anything possible. If you just believe it and you manifest it, like anything is possible. Like you can have anything you want in life. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember hearing that so many times before I actually got to the place where I believed it. Right. I heard all you have to do is dream it, dream it and you can achieve it. Like believe it's done and you're halfway there. I heard that stuff all of the time. All of these motivational quotes. I love the magic mirror reference, by the way, but it's like this, what a mind F that it is because all you actually have to do is like, let yourself actually start to believe it. And it's so hard until it's not, it's so hard until you actually let yourself believe it. How did you let yourself start believing it? Like, how did you do that? I mean, it was hard. It was a growth spot, right? Like, I mean, there was a ton of resistance, but again, like you always say, like nothing changes if nothing changes. So if I don't make some kind of change, well, whether I get a bad outcome or a good outcome, at least I'm not sitting here anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think that was the easiest way for me to let go and believe it and chase it. And now that I have done that and let go and I'm seeing the results, looking back, I'm like, just mind blown. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, it's, yeah. Amazing. Living her fairy tale. Living out her fairy tale. I'm so excited. You know, my, my stepdaughter did call me Cinderella yesterday. So did she? <laughs> Hair flip. Hair <laughs> flip in a good way. Yeah, I was wearing a blue dress. <laughs> Perfect. Isn't that amazing? How cute is that? <laughs> you guys are so tight now, too, which is so cute to see. I'm so glad to see the way that you're 
she is like my little mini me and we go like shopping now we go for like little freezy dates which I could never have imagined myself doing last year like she was like this little devil child and now she's like my little bestie she like always wants to read with me and she she always brushes my hair and tells me she wants hair like mine when she grows up like she's just so sweet and I'm so thankful that she's in my life and we got to a point where we have this loving fun relationship what a gift what a gift that you gave not just yourself but her and your stepson and your partner and their kids and you know these this work is it's a ripple effect you know we we aren't just we aren't just figuring out how to be happy as stepmoms for ourselves and that I remember I remember a coaching call specifically where Sarah was getting some coaching and something had happened and I started crying because of the shift that she had been able to make in the relationship that she had with her stepdaughter and when we're able to end these these generational cycles and heal this generational trauma and ask like just because that was the way that life was for me when I was a kid is that the way that life really has to be like is that is that true? And when we heal ourselves as stepmoms, we're not just healing ourselves. No, we're healing. We're healing our kids and their kids and their kids, which is a really, really fucking cool thing to do. And yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible the way that you, that you speak about her and the way that you are with her now comparatively, you know, so amazing. So amazing. Such a beautiful job. Cinderella. (laughs) been such an honor getting to know you and getting to be with you on this journey and having you be a member of our community. You're such a bright light with such a bright future. I'm so, so excited to see what is next for Sarah. I'm sure you'll be back on the pod with some more amazing things that are in the works for you right now. Um, (laughs) Wink, wink. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for being here with us today, Sarah, and sharing your story and being brave and being vulnerable and throwing yourself into the work and healing yourself and being the best darn stepmom there ever was for those kiddos. (laughs) Thank you so much. I wanted to let you know about a special online mini training that I'm offering for free for a limited time. It's called Peace Love Stepmom. And not to toot my own horn, but beep beep, it's pretty freaking awesome. Peace Love Stepmom will give you the exact steps to take in order to create more harmony in your stepfamily without feeling like you have to walk on eggshells or bite your tongue or ignore your own needs just to keep the peace. Because if you are listening to this, then chances are pretty good that you know there's a big difference between not fighting and actually feeling peaceful. To enroll in Peace Love Stepmom and get immediate access to this incredible online course, head to peacelovestepmom.com and sign up. It's totally free. You don't want to miss it. So go to peacelovestepmom.com to enroll and get immediate access.
I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week. For more behind-the-scenes action and to get really up close and personal with me and our beautiful step family, jump on over to Instagram and follow me at the step queen. Don't be shy. Send me a DM. Tag me in your posts, tag me in your stories, let me know what you're up to and what about the podcast has been blowing your mind. I cannot wait to get to know you better and Instagram is my jam. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend. <laughs>